0: Welcome to How Leaders Lead, where every week you get to listen in while I interview some of the very best leaders in the world. I break down the key learnings so that by the end of the episode, you'll have something simple you can apply as you develop into a better leader. That's what this podcast is all about. Today's guest is my friend, Millen Pant, CEO of Amway. Now, Amway just happens to be the largest direct selling company in the world with over 1 million independent business owners. AKA entrepreneurs. And as you'll hear today, Milland has tapped into something that's helping him grow as a leader and helping his entrepreneurs at Amway grow their businesses. Now, what I'm talking about here is community. We all want to do business with people we trust, people we know. But the big question is, as leaders, how do we build those relationships in today's digital landscape? How can we develop that sense of community with our customers? Well, if you're not sure, keep listening. There's a wealth of wisdom and inspiration here to help you build trust by building community. So here's my conversation with my good friend and soon to be yours, Millen Pan. Millen, you grow up in India and here you are living in Ada, Michigan. And God, I have no idea where that is. And you're the
1: CEO of Amway. Who would have thunk it? Uh, David this is um, first of all it's a privilege to speak with you and and gosh you know when I was growing up uh, I probably couldn't even put New York City on the map leave it on figure out where Ada Michigan is so this is <laughs> this is surely not a part of any plan <laughs> give us a little snapshot of your journey and how you got to ADA David um, I belong to the foothill of the Himalayas in India and uh, as we were growing up um, in in any sort of a normal family, uh, loving parents, I guess we were we were rich in in um, in, in parents taking care of us. Uh, in India, there is a there is a phrase called uh, for family values. What we would call family values here, a phrase called sanskar, which essentially is family values. Do the right thing, and that's how our our parents brought brought us up and kind of gave us the confidence. Uh, that um, you can be whatever you wish to be. Um, on hindsight, David, not at that point of time when we were growing up, but on hindsight, we had very modest uh, modest uh, material uh, means. Uh, we, we never had air conditioning. And, you know, you've been to India multiple times. You know, it's, most of the year is, is 100 uh, degrees and above. But we never had air conditioning at home. We never missed it. Uh, the first time we got television at home and a color television at home even, even for that was when I was in my teens. Uh, but um, we grew up happy uh, and uh, we studied hard and, you know, just um, just uh, had a good set of foundational values. What prepared you in, from a business perspective to, to, to take on this Amway role? Uh, David, I think that journey, if I was to go back, would, would go back to uh, my initial days in, in Unilever in India. Um, I joined it you know, straight after my, my management school, and I still remember the training program there was was uh, very interesting. It was a combination of going across functions and across categories, a fairly well-rounded perspective at an early stage. One of the, one of the stints was to spend eight weeks in an Indian village. So here I was, you know, after having done my strategy and my marketing in in school, all ready to, you know, to to go and do glamorous things. And I spent eight weeks as what you would call a paying guest uh, in a in a village, a fairly poor village, uh, with no running water, uh, spotty electricity, no bathrooms. Uh, we used to take uh, take a, take a bath in the village well, out in the open. Uh, and those kinds of experiences really set a a great foundation. And then I got lucky. Uh, I got a chance to meet, meet you. Uh, we were living in uh, Durban, South Africa at that point of time. We should talk about that story sometime, David. But one thing led to another. And in the last uh, 10, 12 years, uh, I've had the privilege of, of just living like a global nomad. With We were in Durban. From Durban, we moved to Delhi. From Delhi to Bangkok, uh, all with Yam, uh, with Bangkok to Shanghai. The you know the the opportunity of a lifetime from Shanghai to Dallas. And here we are in Ada Ada Grand Rapids and, and Michigan. So it's been quite a hell of a journey. And I'm I'm very thankful for all the opportunities that came my way.
0: You know, uh Dylan, you, you have over a million independent business owners, as I as I mentioned. Could you explain the Amway business model to us?
1: Well, it's a fascinating model. It was started by two friends. David, 60 years back, uh, Rich and Jay, and it's based on three ideas. The first idea is all about unleashing entrepreneurship. That's the core first idea. But that's not the only idea. There are two others. The second is a social idea. So entrepreneurs work as a part of a community. They grow and nurture other entrepreneurs. They have relationships that are based on trust and that are based on heart. And the third part of Amway, it's about health and wellness. Uh, the core portfolio of Amway has got to do with holistic wellness, long-term immunity, an organic uh, products, starting from taking care of Mother Earth. And these three ideas of entrepreneurship, social connections, and health and wellness come together across the world uh, in over 100 markets with a million distributors and it's as vibrant today as it was 60 years back you know it's 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 really
0: interesting because when you think of direct sales organizations you, you a lot of people think of like ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes and how do you handle the the
1: misperceptions of your industry well the most important thing uh, for, for any entrepreneur uh, to be successful across any industry is to be able to serve their customers. And that's what our entrepreneurs do best and they do it with a portfolio that's about beauty and health and wellness. It's fascinating, uh, David, as I, as I joined Amway and I as a part of my listen and learn my first 100 days, as I went across the world, I met this entrepreneur in, in our ABO, we call them Amway business owners, in uh, in, in Tokyo, uh, Makiko-san. And uh, she insisted she wanted to meet me and you know kind of draw me in. She said, we'll cook together. So we had tandoori chicken and Indian basmati rice. We cook it like a group, uh, a community of friends. And she said, Milan, I want to share with you how I'm trying to build my business. I said, okay, here's an entrepreneur in, in Tokyo. And she dished out a mobile phone and started making a presentation from our IG feed, our Instagram feed. And she essentially said, Millen, I built this business for 20 years and I built it home to home and offline. And today I'm building my community online around my passion, which is cooking, around my role as a mom, as an entrepreneur. And she had 20,000 Instagram followers, David. David, in April last year, I had four and a half Instagram followers. Follow. Right, And I looked at her and I said, wow, isn't this something? If we could have a million Makiko-sans across the world, if we, could, if we could help a 23-year-old anywhere in the world, be it in Miami, London, Sydney, Shanghai, Delhi, Kuala Lumpur, Buenos Aires, who can come to us, need not, need not have any capital, need not have a college degree, everyone is welcome. And we help us succeed. At her time, at her flexibility, at her freedom, and build a business on her own terms, wouldn't that be great? And that's how our Amway journey to what we call social commerce, a 10-year plan that we've put into place. It's a fantastic idea that helps people across the world be successful. Oh,
0: that's great. You know, I love your enthusiasm. That's fantastic. And, you know, I know Amway is, is a family-owned business and you're the first outside CEO.
1: Tell us about the hiring process. That had to be fascinating. I, I guess I got I got lucky, David. Um, the first time, you know, I got to know of the opportunity as a CEO role, I was intrigued. Uh, I was intrigued more because, you know, you know, when I looked at the brief, it, it was a global business. I didn't realize that Amway had 90% of its revenues outside of the United States. Uh, you know, actually 75% of Amway's business is between Tokyo and Mumbai in Asia. So I said, that's fascinating. That kind of plays up to, to, to the area I know I know best. Then it's a, it's a business of brands. I said, all right, that sounds good too. Then I said, like, what about the products? So I requested Amrita. Uh, who you know well uh, my wife to say all right why don't we order some products online uh and she did that and you know lo behold of 48 hours we got a box of of artistry beauty products and Neutralite and gummies and my son and i finished off the gummies in, in like 24 hours that so i said like okay great product global business brands but you know family owned like you said privately held what does that mean Samrita so and I were invited uh, over by, by the divorce and the Van Andel families uh, to, to Ada, uh, Michigan. And frankly, though, even though I was living in Dallas, I really didn't know where Ada, Michigan is on the map. But we went, you know, with a very open mind, uh, both of us took our younger son along. And my God, what a what a wonderful experience it was. Uh, we, we were invited to their homes uh, for meals, we met their kids. Uh, it was one family to another family, very down to earth. And I, I thought to myself, and as we were returning to Dallas, uh, Amrita and I chatted. we said, we grew up million miles away in the foothill of the Himalayas, but the value system and the family values that our parents inculcated in us are very similar uh, to the family values of, of the divorce and the Van Andel families in West Michigan. And whichever way the process goes, our heart was made. How many generations of family members did you meet? I met. Well, <laughs> we met. We met generation two, generation three, and the generation four is still very young. <laughs> oh, that's great!
0: I love it. I love it,
1: and it's a great
0: American story. There's no question, am we? It is. It- you know, what gave you the confidence you were ready to 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 take on that job and succeed? You know, how hard was it for you really to make the big leap? I mean, you were leaving a young branch, you were on your, you had a great job as the uh, head of Pizza Hut International, and, uh, you know, you had a good security
1: blanket. I did. And, and um, you know, that question, David, um, reminds me of a similar decision that I, I went through in, towards the end of 2017. As you know, you know, Amrita, I and the family had moved to Durban, South Africa with Unilever. And we were well settled there. And, um, you know, one morning in December, I got an email uh, in my Gmail account from someone called David Novak uh, when I was with Unilever, who said, Milant, and you know, David, I knew it was from you because it said M-I-L-A-N-D instead of M-I-L-I-N-D, which is, a, which is which Indian names, who knows? Uh, but it said, and it went on to get your authentic personality and, and your, your offer to just have a conversation uh, and one thing led to another and I, I left Unilever to join Yam which and I'm so thankful to you for giving me that opportunity. Um, and it was then a decision which was as much based on on rational and intellectual reasons as it was based on emotional and, and reasons of the heart. And it's the same thing that happened when I moved from Yam uh, to Amway. It was as much based on on the sense of adventure, uh, of, of being a CEO, of, of, of being able to work with a large global company with a million entrepreneurs and do my, do my little bit to serve them and make them successful, as it was uh, the, the, the confluence of, of common values and value systems between people I met in the families and my family. You know, Millen,
0: and I apologize for misspelling your name back there. <laughs> M- I do know that it's M-I-L-I-N-D now, not M-I-L-A-N-D. But, but you know, you mentioned you had a uh, a big learning uh, session or you spent some time for, uh, you said launch and learn session? Or yes. How did you go about learning the challenges for for the company?
1: David, um, this is something uh, that I've found useful in, in every big big move that I've made, uh, which is to, to listen and learn. Uh, when I joined Amway, you know, I, I made it explicit to, to my team and to the entire organization and to the board that I will spend my first 100 days to listen and learn. Uh, so what did I do? Uh, the first thing I did is I, I, I went to where the rubber hits the road, I went to the markets uh, to spend time with the managing directors, to spend time with our entrepreneurs, to listen to their stories and how they were building the business. Because I knew uh, with all the strengths we have, we had to massively transform to be relevant to, to entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, and to the competition that was coming to us from multiple angles, including e-commerce. So I went, I went to the markets to, to listen to them and to listen to the entrepreneurs. And Makiko-san in Tokyo is one of those I met, but I travel across the world. The second thing I did uh, was to, uh, to, to go outside Amway. And I looked at uh, digital and technology companies and looked at startups in nutrition. So we spent time in California, went across on a a whole week-long trip, uh, visiting the usual names, uh, the Facebook and the Google, but also a number of other startup companies in nutrition. And then I went to Hangzhou to spend time in Alibaba. So we looked outside and then we learned from there. And the third thing I did was to reach out to the gurus. I reached out to you, David. I reached out to Indra, you know, who I've known for a, for quite some time. I reached out to Ram Charan, um, and uh, I, I reached out. I even went to went to two programs, uh, one by Watton, one by BCG for new CEOs, just to wrap my rap mind around and build my plan. And once my hundred days were done, I then shared my my listen and learn learnings and my thoughts on where I believe what are the strengths of Amway, what are the changes I'm seeing, and where we need to go. In an, in an organization-wide memo uh, in April last year, uh, which was the starting of my journey in Amway. Where did you
0: decide, Bill, and, You know where you could add the most value as CEO. I mean, what, what did you make your immediate priorities after that? At that learning experience.
1: My my biggest priority, uh, David, is is to nurture our culture. Um, we we are we have an awesome culture in Amway, it's it's uh, it's built on, on longstanding values. It's a, it's a culture of the heart. Um, and my my main role is to nurture that culture into what we call founders growth man, mindset. So we take the best of the spirit of our founders, the pioneering spirit of Rich and Jay, and combine it with what Carol Dweck in a book Mindset Talked about having a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset, and that's the journey I'm personally on. My leadership team is on, and the entire sixteen thousand employees of Amway are on. And that's my that's my first first and foremost priority, along with culture. Of course, we're looking at talent. We're looking at various ways of building capability. Uh, we're encouraging people people to to be able to feel safe, uh, to take risk. Um, there is so much that's changing so fast around us, uh, that we need everyone in Amway to feel secure and to be on their own personal journey of founder's growth mindset.
0: You know, Milan, I know some people who have, uh, family members and friends that are in direct selling organizations and, you know, the, the, the real limitation to, uh, Growth and and revenue growth is it really comes down to the personal limitations that the 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 entrepreneur itself has. You know, how important is you to is it for you to develop that
1: capability, helping people get the skills they need? I think that's that's a that's a critical role, and and in our in our um, in the Amway Amway ecosystem, our leaders uh, play a Big part in that. That is the most important role of the leader, uh, a distributor leader, is to is to nurture and coach, and in some sense uh, provide the skills as well as uh, have you know say I got your back to someone who's starting in new, and who may fail a number of times before they succeed. Uh, so that's a big role that the distributor leaders play in an organization. What we do as an Amway to help the new ABO, the new person to succeed is to make it as easy as possible for her to acquire and retain customers and to to get the tools and the skills required for her from day one uh, to start earning and start learning new things. And then the leaders provide a sense of community that helps them succeed. And and obviously, it has the sense of, oh, I got your back.
0: You know, I, I uh, heard you say her. Yes. Uh, you know, so what percentage of your... Uh, Amway business owners are,
1: are female. Uh, David, as you said, we have a million distributors, uh, close to two thirds are, are females, rather than some of our most successful markets like Korea, uh, where we have a billion dollar business in a, in a country of 50 million people. Uh, 90% of our Amway business owners and entrepreneurs are women.
0: And how are you developing their skills in particular? Is there something unique you're doing
1: on that front? There is, there is a lot of work uh, that is taking place, uh, David. I think the if I was to take that question and, and kind of just uh, take, take a step back, I think it starts with the global leadership team itself in Amway first. Um, my colleagues and I, there are 10 of us in the global leadership team. Uh, it's completely balanced on gender. There are five women, five men. Uh, we've got seven different ethnicities. In the 10 of us, uh, we've got you know Malaysian, a Chinese, I'm Indian, there's a Persian, French, there's Italian, there's African-American. We've got seven different ethnicities. So very diverse leadership team, very balanced on, on gender. Um, and that is kind of the shadow that we're putting across, across the world. But specifically coming to your question about entrepreneurs, we are looking at different communities where women, young moms, young women, are able to 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 express their interest and passion, and build those communities. For example, we've got a whole set of communities that we we help them build on beauty, uh, you know, powered by our products. Uh, we've got a whole program called Passionistas that runs across the world. We've got communities around cooking. Uh, it, is, it, is, uh, it is a little-known secret that Amway's got a whole set of portfolio products uh, on cooking, uh, especially in Asia. we got, We got communities on fitness. Um, there are so many communities across the world that help women succeed. And, you know, our work can be done from home at, at, at a person's uh, own time. Um, and especially young moms truly find that to be a blessing. In in societies across the world,
0: you know, Bill, you know what, what was the what was the most surprising
1: thing you learned about Amway? Well, there were so many surprising things that I learned about Amway, um, uh, David. You know, one of my surprises was that I didn't realize, I had no idea that Amway has six thousand acres of organic farms across three countries. <laughs> in Brazil, Mexico, and in Washington state. And the first time I went to those organic farms, I said, oh my God, we've been taking care of Mother Earth for the last 85 years. And today, today you know, uh, I don't know, is it, is it um, farm to table and so on and so forth are mainstream ideas. Amway and Neutralite have been doing this for 85 years, uh, starting with organic farming. That was a big surprise to me. Uh, The fact that we had entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs. I remember I went to Thailand, a country where, you know, in Yama I spent a number of years, and I I met those young entrepreneurs and they were on fire. Uh, They wanted to change and change fast. They wanted digital tools. They wanted to help us move faster in terms of change that we wanted to. That was a surprise to meet entrepreneurs like that. and I, I think the, the culture of Amway, uh, a number of organizations you know, talk about purpose and I think that's one of the things that you, know, you hear most leaders talking about. In Amway, it's been the same purpose for 60 years and it will be the same purpose for the next 60 years, which is helping people live better, healthier lives. It's not something that you know a group of consultants or, or even the CEO kind of wrote it down on a piece of paper and it's on, on walls somewhere. It lives in every employee's heart, and that I found was a very special and very different thing in Amway.
0: So you have this purpose, it
1: was established. So as the CEO, what's your role? So my role is is to keep the why and strengthen the why, which is our purpose. But everything about the how and the what is changing. Yeah. And what is the biggest change? The biggest change is is our is is to is to help attract and help our young entrepreneurs, the new entrepreneurs succeed in this world of social commerce. David, what's happening across the world today is that there is a a very successful business models in e-commerce. There's Amazon here, uh, there is Alibaba, there is Flipkart in India, and and so on across the world. There are also hugely successful models in, in social platforms, you know, Facebook, you know, Kakao in Korea, Line, WeChat in China. What's taking place today is that e-commerce and social platforms are merging together to build a new business model, a huge opportunity called social commerce. And Amway is designed in its ideas that I talked to you about earlier, entrepreneur, social and health and wellness, to be one of the leaders in this new emerging industry and business model, so we are we are reinventing traditional direct selling into social commerce, and that is our biggest long-term strategic change that we are making.
0: So, Millen, you've got to take your team with you to to really go on this journey. How, how are you going about aligning the? Ad- the, the team to to
1: tap these growth opportunities. Other than reading Taking People With You. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. by the way, I did that, David. Um I I read at Taking People With You. Um and uh you know I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you and, and the section there on trust and you know how trust is built and trust is destroyed. But one of the things we've been doing uh David is is for my team to answer your question is we are on a journey um, to to lead from the heart. Uh, each of us um, would want to lead with love and humility and not fall into pride and fear. When there is so much change that takes place with a team that has been built that is so diverse, uh, there is, it's human. It's human for me at times of massive change or, or crisis like the pandemic. To either go into pride or fear, and we are we are staying above the line, and staying with with lead from the heart. Um, something that you know a couple who you know well, Stephen and Mara, uh, started with, and and they've continued to work with us in Ambi on the journey. That has been that has been in some sense the primary intervention that we are using in the senior leadership team today. And then there are others. Um, communication is a, is a big part of that, David. Um, and I've realized, uh, as I was talking to you earlier, it's not—it's not so much about email communication, but you know, surprisingly, surprise, surprise, my main channel of communication is Instagram, and it's daily, and that helps me keep in touch with our entrepreneurs across the world and our employees across the world, almost real time. So, what are you going to Instagram on today? <laughs> well. You know, today's today's or uh, or the most recent Instagram post have been about a a new innovation that our, our China team did in the midst of the pandemic. In ninety days, a new immunity product, uh, which I've which I've taken as the example of of great agility of the team uh, to do you know to provide products that help the society in the long run. Uh, but there is so much more uh, that I'm learning. You know, as as I as I as I navigate Instagram, it's it's my it's, it's, it's required for me to be on a growth mindset in a way that I, I didn't think I would be able to do. So now you're an Instagram junkie, which is fantastic.
0: <laughs> you know, you know, I imagine, Milan, that the gig economy is really affecting your, you know, your business to some extent, you know, is it enabling you to require more uh, uh, new business, Amway business
1: owners, or is it becoming more competitive? Okay. That's a great question. And, and, and the way, you know, we I'd say we talked about social commerce, right? The the confluence of e-commerce and social platforms that are taking place. Uh there are during this pandemic, um, you know, it has been very tough, but it has accelerated our journey, uh, the 10-year journey that I that I mentioned to you, because there are three early trends that are emerging. The first is um there is a need in society for people with supplemental income, which is called gig economy. Uh, you know, economies are hurt. Uh, there are people who are unemployed. Uh, and it's probably going to take a while uh, before countries across the world are, are back to, to their feet and the most, um, most vulnerable sections are back, back on their feet. And, and that's a big need in society. And, and that's, a, that's a need that Amway can, can fulfill in its own small way. The second thing that's happening in terms of, of, of mega trends early is there's a huge focus on health and wellness and long-term immunity Uh, it's a need in society again all of us are concerned about about you know our family our spouses our our parents our kids our neighbors our community how do we after hand washing and and social distancing what else do we do on a long term in terms of habits uh, to be able to have have build up our immunity and the third trend is online is the new offline. And, and, you know, the two of us having this conversation over Zoom and a podcast is just a a way of of that trend manifesting itself. So as far as the gig economy is concerned, that's a tailwind uh, for the Amway business. And and Amway perhaps was the original gig economy player even before the term was coined uh, because it (laughs) offered freedom and flexibility to anyone who wanted to join in.
0: Yeah, that's interesting you know you know when you're the largest of anything and you're the largest direct selling organization in the world it's easy to rest on your laurels and, and get complacent what are you doing to drive even more fire in the belly of the organization
1: I think the the one thing that I my you know the leadership team I'm part of and and the entire organization wakes up to every morning David, is this um, deep-rooted desire or, you know, fire in the belly or desire in the heart of helping the entrepreneur, especially the new young entrepreneur, succeed. That is something that's pervasive in the organization. And that new entrepreneur, you know, she might, as I said, might be in Seoul or Tokyo and Shanghai or Delhi or Miami, she is today uh, needs even more of Amway, uh, both in terms of the entrepreneurship tools we provide, both in terms of digital and technology that we provide, innovative products we provide, uh, partnership with leaders that we provide for her to be successful. And that's something that continues to drive us. Uh, that is the core belief um, that is is uh, is deep embedded in, in Amway, somewhat like, You know, if if I was to recollect our young days, uh, it was the success of the restaurant general manager. Uh, He or she was the leader number one. And and all of us woke up uh, in whichever role, whichever function, whichever part of the world we were, uh, we always woke up to think what would we do that will help the restaurant general manager succeed? It's the same principle in Amway. It is what do we do to help the entrepreneur Succeed, especially during the early stages of a journey.
0: So you're really focused on developing this social commerce, and is that one of the reasons why you're demonstrating your new acuity to Instagram?
1: <laughs> I think I I stumble into Instagram more <laughs> than anything else, uh, David. I I I probably thought I'm I'm going to be you know spectacularly uh, failing but I'm quite enjoying it. And, and, the, and the thing that I enjoy the, I enjoy the most is, I can see entrepreneurs across the world, their authentic personality and ways that they're building the business. I would never be able to get that real experience, authentic experience by any PowerPoint deck or any report that comes to me. I get it true, live, through Instagram.
0: Yeah. You know, you've got a lot of competition, I'm sure, but everybody has Amazon. Amazon's this big big uh, elephant, you know, out
1: there. How's it affecting your business? Well, you know, David, competition is good. Uh competition keeps us, you know, on our toes and and and, and drives us to keep better. Uh, Amazon has everything. It has the capital, it has the capabilities, it has the momentum. But Amazon does not have one thing that Amway has, and I don't think it's in their business model to have it. Amazon does not have the entrepreneur. It doesn't have the Amway business owner. And that is the secret sauce of Amway. There is There are people there who want to buy from people, who build, who trust relationships. We can provide health and wellness solutions to people from those who they trust and those who know them. And we can do that with our products. We can do that with immense amount of data uh, and and algorithms that we can help our entrepreneurs with. Um, uh, We, you know, Amazon and and models like that in e-commerce will always be successful because there are customers who will always need only an easy, frictionless experience. And for a number of categories, that is true, even in our own home. But in health and wellness particularly, and to a large extent in beauty, People want to be a part of a community and buy from those who they trust, and the Amway business owner, the entrepreneur, is our our secret recipe—one that 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 stands us and provides us a competitive advantage that Amazon cannot match.
0: You know, Millen, I I understand that Amway has over 800 patents, so innovation is obviously very important to you. And, you know, tell us a story about the most exciting new idea that you've seen so far
1: um David I, I would I could give you so many uh, from across the world but perhaps the one uh, that kind of brings the best of Amway out is 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 an is a is a new product I which was um, very unlikely and and it's still not being commercialized and I'll give you a context and I'll I'll, I'll just get to your question specifically. Uh, this was in the early days of the pandemic uh, in in the United States. Of course, it you know it, it started around the lunar year in other parts of the world, uh, middle of March. And I got a call from the CEO of the largest hospital network in West Michigan, um, saying that uh, we need help. Um, I said, "What is it?" I mean, we would love to love to do whatever we can. We are part of the community here. We are completely committed to it. She said, "We need hand sanitizers. Can Amway help?" I said, well, I'll find out we really don't make hand sanitizers. And even if you wanted to make it might be weeks or months, by the time we can we can we can manufacture or or or, or produce them for you. Anyways, I I called up my, my colleagues and I said, This is a request that's come from the community. What can we do? They said, you know, we don't make it, but let us figure it out. Well, David, uh, to cut a long story short, in five days, flat. We not only got the packaging, the formulation, the FDA approval, we manufactured the hand sanitizers and we delivered it to hospitals across West Michigan. Either there's this one here, you know, with me on my, on my desk. And this showed the, the the innovation, it showed the agility, it showed the empowerment of a cross-functional team. I was frankly, you know, holed up in my home. I had no clue how this would be done. But well, the team went and went and did that, and, and that's the spirit and, and what I call the best of Amway being unleashed across the world uh, that's happening in innovation, and, and the hand sanitizer is one, one example of that.
0: That's a great story. And, and, you know, Bill, and I know you talk a lot about the importance of courage. Do you have a, a, an experience in, in your leadership past where that really became something that really meant a lot to you?
1: David, um, um, for me, uh, courage at times uh, starts with uh, understanding one's fears and, and kind of acknowledging um, that one is, one is, one is vulnerable. Um, and, um, and to do that first to one's own self and then to those around uh, in colleagues you know, one one who trusts. So I've been I've been through many um, instances in my career uh, where I I learned the value of of courage. Perhaps um, on hindsight, even more than being courageous at that at that time. I think the classic one which which you will relate to very well is is when I when I moved to China uh, as a part of YAM. Uh, uh, a successful uh, business, very proud uh, team, four hundred thousand employees, business built over multiple decades. At that time, uh, required uh, a change, and and uh, I went there and I it was it was complex, uh, complexity of the business itself, uh, complexity of not knowing the the language, uh, you know, all meetings and all emails being in Mandarin. Uh, was for the new experience uh, and, um, and just the pace of change that was required and the dynamics of the team with very strong uh, leaders with very strong opinions. And uh, I learned uh, my lesson that I need to be even more courageous in times like this to make sure that we do the right thing to help the restaurant general manager uh, across china in this case is succeed so that's that's been one one learning on courage or one when i was not as courageous than as i should have been uh, during the early stages of my days in yam china uh, well
0: you were very courageous just to take that job thank you david you know, and, you know as, a, as an indian going into in into china and one of the reasons why you got that job was because of your cultural sensitivity and and now you're in well over a hundred countries in in amway and what do you think would be the number one thing you have to do to really run a, a,
1: a truly global company? Uh, you know, especially in the, in the, in the world we're living in and, 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 and the friction that we see in societies and, and focus on differences more than similarities. Uh, I would go back to uh, something I learned, David, uh, which we mentioned earlier in this conversation during my time as GM of Thailand. Uh, And I learned that from my mistakes, uh, which is, um, first and foremost, the leader needs to lead from the heart and to lead with love and humility, uh, with a high degree of empathy and sensitivity uh, to people across the world. Uh, Everyone gets up every morning to do their best and to be successful, Um, you know, to be a good dad, good mom, um, a good colleague, a good friend at work and do the best in the job. And it's, it's, it's my job, it's my responsibility uh, to, to have a culture and environment that everyone can shine uh, to their best, uh, best of who they want to be. And to me, in my personal behavior, that comes with uh, leading with, uh, with love and with humility instead of pride and fear.
0: You know, when you say leading with love, you know that sounds pretty soft, airy fairy kind of <laughs> stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, do people eyes roll over when you say that?
1: Well, um, yes, it does. Uh, till till we go uh, deeper into it, um, and and understand, uh, for example, giving honest, true feedback uh, to people is a is a reflection of of love. Uh, you know, we want the best for those who work with us and, you know, who, who we work around, and and that is love. Um, right. To put uh, what you used to talk about uh, a lot, uh, uh, David, to put we before me uh, is an expression of love. Uh, those those of us who, and it's human, those of us who get self-centered or selfish at times and put me before we, that's not an expression of love towards others. So, so yes, I think uh, at times uh, in a conventional sort say corporate environment, it may seem to be softy, softy, uh, but this is very much core to what Amway is and it's very much go to us being a people business. We are not into brick and mortars. Uh, we are our distributors are humans. When we have to work with them and take them with us, it's not about appealing to their intellect, uh, it's appealing to their heart and for them to be able to trust us that we have got their best interest in mind and all that starts with love and humility and, and by the way i'm i'm on my that personal journey and, and and there are times when i can get into pride and fear especially when there is this crisis or this pressure uh and revert to it but it's a good reminder and, and and help with my colleagues at work to have the awareness and with amrita at home to have the awareness that uh, you know one has to continue on the journey
0: you know, you mentioned these are challenging times uh, a little earlier, and this country now is facing the aftermath of the, the tragic death of George Floyd. How have you addressed this within your organization?
1: I think, though, um, we've been, you know, David, um, staying true to the idea of Amway, that Amway is for everyone. So the first thing we've done is to clearly communicate where we stand. Um, and we've done that in, 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 in clear ways that black lives matter. Um, and uh, internally, we are taking number of steps that help people have conversations that are difficult, that are awkward at times. Um, you know, there are, there are unity circles uh, within Amway, groups that get together and, and talk about real issues in society that they are the real hurt that is there, and, 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 and first and foremost, start a healing process. Um, we, are, we are working with the community here in Grand Rapids to see what substantive differences we can make in our home here in Grand Rapids uh, beyond. So to say, the current news cycle.
0: Well, that's outstanding, and you know, I, I and hopefully we're going to get some real change this time around on this. Uh, and Milan, you've had so much success in your career. Do you have a, what you would call an epic fail, and and what did it teach you, David?
1: Um, I'm still work in progress, and I've had multiple epic fails. So where do you want me to start? Let <laughs> perhaps okay let me let me go back to my Unilever days um and uh, David this was my first role as marketing director uh, in in India for the ice creams category and I was um, I was you know younger and 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 confident perhaps cocky um, uh, then and um, this is a small business Unilever in India today is a six billion dollar. Uh, business It's been highly successful over years. For me it was like a second MBA and so much I learned there as I did in Yam. Uh, so I went to this ice cream business, which is a smaller business in Unilever was struggling, m- not making money. So it was it was a really tough business and one of the things that attracted me to the fact that it was a tough challenge and I moved to this business and and I think it was the May or, May or June of the year uh, in the middle of summer our business was primarily impulse products. And you know what I said for myself is I said, in my first 100 days, I'm going to build and execute a turnaround plan. So I didn't listen and learn, okay? I went in saying, I'll build a, a, a turnaround plan, got new positioning uh, in, new advertising, um, very youth, very indulgent. We, we made 20, 20 or 25 new products in, in 100 days from ideas to manufacturing. And went and launched it with a bang. Um, by the time this happened, uh, this was then start of September, um, and you know there was a little bit of a problem that uh, summer was over, and this was. <laughs> <laughs> and while while uh, the business did improve, it was uh, no turnaround. Uh, that uh, one had uh, one had uh, planned for, and and for me this was not only an epic failure; it was my first uh, public failure and a, and a setback, and one that I, when I reflect on it, uh, was was a, was truly a time for for learning, learning, learning as as a person, as in a colleague, uh, learning not to be in a fixed mindset and and to pick this up and then see what one, one, one gets from there um but it was it was when i look back even now and i went meet, meet my uh, people i worked with then i sometimes asked uh, ask them why did you fire me i think unity was very generous and <laughs> let me <come> <laughs>
0: uh, it's always fun to hear those stories you know and it's been fun hearing your insights uh, Melinda. Uh, I want to have a little bit more fun with you here and and, uh, ask you a lightning round of questions. So are you ready for this? Sure, David. Okay, what three words best describe you? Um, Restless, um, um, energetic,
1: passionate. What's your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve, uh, David, is when I I come across uh, people who do not want to change as fast as they can
0: If you could trade places with one person for a day who would it be
1: and why <laughs> I think I think during these days at home the one 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 uh, household member I want to trade places with is is a is a diva a diva lab uh, tyra <laughs> he has got the best <laughs> life in the world <laughs>
0: What, what's something about you that only a few people would know,
1: David? Um. This is this is a this is a fun fact. Um, you know, my first job in Unilever uh, after I did my my management um, undergrad and and you know as I said in strategy and marketing uh, was uh, not to handle a, a brand management of a of, of one of the brands like Dove or, or Axe or, or Lipton. It was in a, in a business unit that made leather shoes for exports in Unilever. I said, okay, that's great. Um, that sounds fantastic. Maybe I'll get a chance to go to London or New York where customers are based. I never never traveled outside of India at that point of time when I joined Unilever. So my general manager, I still remember, said, "Said no, young man, you got to start with the foundations of the business. you got to start with leather tanneries. So my first role in Unilever was vendor management of leather processing this is close to 30 years back in india tanneries and that <laughs> foul smell is still in my nostrils even today <laughs>
0: oh Milo, now, do you have any hidden talents david um um perhaps bollywood dancing You you know, you know, Milan, you've been uh, in 24-7 huge travel jobs for a long time. Uh, What's the best way or what do you have any advice on how to manage work-life balance? It's
1: a tough one, uh, David, and it's even got tougher uh, during the pandemic. And I must admit there are in the first, you know, four to six weeks, uh, one was very exhausted uh, because, uh, you know, weekdays, weekends were merging into each other. And again, the same thing happens with travel, uh, with 90% of our business outside of the United States. I've, I've inculcated a couple of uh, habits that you know hopefully could be useful uh, for others. Um, one is uh, daily exercise, uh, even if it's been just 20 minutes. Uh, it could just be a run or getting onto a, a bike or, or whatever it is in just 20 minutes of daily exercise. The second thing which I've picked up in the last couple of years, David, is uh, just in, in the afternoon take 10 minutes to shut my eyes and meditate. Uh, it clears my head, uh, and it kind of gives me a, a renewed energy uh, for the rest of the day. Um, and, and the third one, David, is I've, uh, I've moved back in some sense, I guess, to my roots and moved to uh, predominantly plant-based diets. Uh, not 100%, uh, but predominantly plant-based diets, um, which I guess fits in very well with Neutralite now. But these are the three, you know, habits that is one is inculcating uh, going forward. Oh, that's great. You know, and
0: Milan, as we wrap this up, I want to go back and, and it's one of my career highlights in terms of people is that uh, I interviewed you and you didn't take the job. <laughs> and I thought you were going to take the job. And I asked, what happened to this guy named Millen Pant? And they said, well, he, he turned us down. So I sent you an email. And I said, you know, when I look back on the last year, the fact that we didn't hire you is one of my biggest uh, disappointments. And uh, you sent me an email back and we interviewed uh, again. And then, you know, we were lucky enough to get you to come to Yum Branch, which is KFC Pizza and Taco Bell. And uh, you did a great job there. And it's great to see you hitting the ground running at Amway and uh, they're lucky to have you. And thank you so much
1: uh, for taking the time to be in this podcast. Thank you, David. It's uh you know that that mail and, and being in your office in Louisville and and looking at all the recognition photos, not only on the uh, uh, walls but you know across every inch of your office spaces, it was is a is a memory I treasure. Uh, David, thank you for this conversation. It's a privilege. Enjoyed every minute of it. Great.
0: Me too. Well, that was really fun catching up with Millen. He has such an authentic passion for people. He loves creating an environment where they can thrive. And that is just what he's doing for the 1 million independent business owners at Amway. That number just blows me away. And he's really leaning into the edge they have over a company like Amazon. And that's the community his entrepreneurs can build. We all want to do business with people we know and trust. So what does that mean for you as a leader? Let's dig in a little. This week, as a part of your weekly personal development plan, list three ways you can build a stronger community around your brand. Now, social media is an obvious place to start, but remember that community also forms when people share a mission, when they feel heard, and when they can solve problems together. The great leaders I know put effort into developing that sense of community because it creates the kind of incredible trust and relationships that successful businesses are built on. So do you want to know how leaders lead? What we learned today is that great leaders build trust by building community. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead, where every Thursday you get to listen in while I interview some of the very best leaders in the world.